0: You're listening to the 15 Minutes of Fame on the Podcast Business News Network. Hello, everybody. I am Ross Moroso. Welcome to your 15 Minutes of Fame podcast. My guest today, Mary Meath from Awaken the Light Within, Feng Shui for Your Life, out of Sacramento, California, but available virtually all over the world, and you can find her at FengShuiWithMary.com. Hi, Mary. Welcome to the show. Thank you.
1: I'm glad to be here. You
0: know, we all hear about Feng Shui, but I don't think a lot of us can't really sum up what it is. So tell us, you know, you've been at this for a minute, so tell us how long you have been doing Feng Shui for people's lives and, and what it is we're actually getting into if we want to start practicing it.
1: Well, I've been doing this for over 25 years, and my working definition is creating spaces that support your life. That simple.
0: (laughs) All right, so give me an example, though. Like, what what would be the sort of clients that you would take on, and then how do you make changes in their life?
1: Okay, I've had clients from large, small, big, business, personal, all over the place, even a few boats. (laughs) Um, But an example of a business thing, Um, man had taken on a new office and just wasn't getting any clients, and he didn't know what was going on, so he hired me. And his face told me volume. So the first thing when I walked up down the sidewalk, I didn't even see his front door because my vision was taking him to the building next door. So what I had him do was put a fair sized plant right on the far side of his door with a wind chime. It shines dry energy. So would direct energy in. Then when we opened the door, there was this big energy pattern going from the front door through the lobby, down the hallway, right through his office and out the window. And he was in the way being slammed by this heavy energy and his clients would be getting it in their back. Not a good situation. So the things were fairly simple there. I had to put a big house plant inside his office, turn his desk facing the other way. And so, what that did is the big house plant made the energy curve around, slow down, be in his face. And then he got out of that pattern. And also, his clients, who were then in a very strong supported position, so he could help them more effectively. And it was in the prosperity area, so I had him put a prosperity plant off in the corner. And that was part of what we did. But that's an example of how we can do simple things to shift the energy.
0: Now, let me ask you, are uh, plants just an object that you use, like a table or a chair, or because they are alive, does that make a difference?
1: Well, um, they bring life force, mm-hmm. and except you don't want one's pointy, spiky things right next you. Those are kind of attacking, but they can also be used to direct energy because our eyes are drawn to plants. They're actually drawn to green. Um, Mm. And so they can be very useful. And if the situation doesn't call for live plants for a variety of reasons, you can use artificial or artistic versions of them to achieve the same thing.
0: So I don't need you to give away all of your secrets right now, but in terms of plant life, you know, uh, often sometimes we're indoors, and whether we have a lot of uh, light coming through the windows or not, we still might not have a whole lot of sunlight. So what do you find, A, are a couple of good plants for feng shui in general, for things like, I think, prosperity? You mentioned that would be a good one. And then plants that do well indoors.
1: Well, a peace lily is a great one. very omnipresent plant, and the um, it's that common binding plant. Both are really good, low light, easy to care for. The um,
0: let me ask you again. You said uh, the peace lily. I got what was the second one?
1: Brain lapse. <laughs> it's that really common binding plant. Pretty much the most omnipresent of all house plants. Gotcha. And. The, um, a jade plant, if you've got some soft light, is a really good prosperity plant. Its leaves are round and coin like.
0: Now, when you say soft light, do we need like natural light for that or, or, or just any light in the room?
1: Some natural light, not really direct, but um, or some kind of a, a grow light giving out some, you know, life energy, but they don't need a lot.
0: Okay, so ultimately, with with feng shui, you know, we're doing this because, sure, we want to, like, at a top view, we want to improve our lives or make the place feel more more welcoming, but there's a larger science and spirituality going on with it, right? So, like, what's the ultimate goal that feng shui does that I can't do just by sizing up a room with my own eye?
1: Well, there's some basic principles that I work with about energy, about the optimum placement of a person in a room, like you want you in the position of strength and not your television, things like that. But um, the depth to which you take it depends on you. Sometimes it can be very superficial. Sometimes people can really take it because there are sort of deeper meanings about these various things in your life. So it's how far you take it yourself. Um, does that explain it sufficiently? Yeah, it
0: does. So, you know, what I like about what you're saying is, so when people work with you, and again, they can find you at FengShuiWithMary.com. So there is a large component, not just of what the space is, but also understanding the people that are own or use the space, Right.
1: Absolutely, and for me, some of the fun of working with different people is to be able to use these basic principles creatively and ways that work for them. It's not a cookie-cutter thing, and I feel strongly that there needs to be a dialogue throughout the consultation Um to determine those things are going to work. I don't want to say you need this, this, and this, and you hate them, and I walk out, and you don't do anything. <laughs> that doesn't work. Um, <laughs> and, yeah, so, it, and it can work, you know, a very formal place or business will have different needs than a simple apartment, or sometimes people like the funky cutesy things, and that's okay if they like them. Others would never use stuff like that you know, the little Feng Shui things. Um, So I try to work with people where they are and making suggestions that make sense for their setting and their context and their spiritual or cultural preferences or realities.
0: So Feng Shui would be sort of faith-based neutral.
1: That's the way I work with it. That's why I call what I do um, Western Neglectic Feng Shui. Because you don't need to become a Buddhist or a Taoist to be able to use these principles to improve your life in the ways that you choose to.
0: You know, with some of our initial uh, questions here that we're talking about in the example you give, we're talking about... um, making things better. But, you know, in the beginning, before you could start doing that, there's a, a phrase that I thought was interesting that I saw on your site about harmful energy analysis. So so not only get times it sounds like, and that's what I wanted to ask you, that we might not be keeping a place as optimal as it could, but could we also be having a space that's actually harmful? Absolutely, especially
1: with things like smart meters all the microwave stuff and energy, electronic energy that's around, those create stressors within our body. And so I can douse, I'm a dowser, I use pendulums, and I can locate those harmful areas and then make suggestions of things to help neutralize that. In light of this need, I created a product line using sacred geometry. And they are cards that have layers of sacred geometry embedded in them that put out bubbles of good energy that help neutralize these challenging spaces.
0: So you can counteract them. So so let's say I'm in a space... You know, Especially if I'm renting like an office space or something, right? And I don't have the ability to blow out a wall or, or like where it's maybe located in the building. And maybe those things are not helpful and could be a bit harmful. But you're also talking about, you know, cell phone signals and Wi-Fi signals and radio signals. So those are things that also, even if it's not us, right? Like maybe your sweet mate in the business next door is, uses that all the time. And these things can go through walls and through the air, right? And so you think there are, so you have a product line that can actually, I can keep that near me and in my space and it will prevent the harm from those things? Yes. I think, (laughs) yeah, I love it. I was going to let that just sit out there. Yes. Okay, now can we find those items on FengShuiWithMary.com?
1: You can and if you have problems using the site, call me and I can um, supply those products. They are they range from, like, a business card size up to a 12-inch diameter. One, The 12-inch diameter one does 60 feet, and it's a bubble of energy. Not, It's not just flat.
0: Okay, so we've been focusing on the business, but homes, I mean, look, come on, right? I mean, ideally, we're spending a lot more time in our house than we do in an office space, and we certainly have a lot more control over our home. Give me an example of something you've done for somebody in their house.
1: Um. Okay, even a simple one. This isn't a house, but I had a friend who had difficulty using her cell phone because every time she put it near her ear, she got all this buzzing and all in her head. She put one of my little cards in it, and she can use her cell phone. Um, Another uh, sort of more dramatic example, uh, this woman was referred to me and who got hives every time she walked in her bedroom. And it turns out that there was a bank of um, the fuse boxes right on the other side of the wall, and all the electronic controls for the apartment were in her closet. Mm. But put protection on those things. Her hives went away. And then the cute thing, about six um, months later, they bought a bigger television. And all of a sudden, it went over her tolerance limit. The hives came back, got bigger protection on the television. They went away.
0: Interesting. Okay, so we only have a couple of minutes left. So you had talked about your phone number. Give people your phone number and your email.
1: Okay, so my phone number is 916-588-7468. And my email is marneith at gmail.com. That's M-A-R-M-I-E-T-H at gmail.com.
0: All right, so once again, 916 588 7468 and marmieth at gmail.com, M-A-R-M-I-E-T-H. And then, of course, your website, Feng Shui with Mary. Now, you've been at this, as you said at the beginning, for over a couple of decades. What would you say to any of the skeptics out there before we go?
1: If you want to create spaces that support your life rather than make your life more difficult, consider working with Feng Shui.
0: Nice and to the point. I myself have been looking at this. I'm so tired of the clutter and it drives me nuts. And I can see how all this clutter in my physical space can start to clutter up my mind. So Mary Meath, it's been really fascinating to talk with you today. Thank you for joining us on our 15 minutes. Once again, Mary, Mary Meath, she is in Sacramento, California, but you can look her up and she can consult with you everywhere. And with video phones and everything else, you can find out exactly what you need to do towards your space to get yourself fixed up. com. Thank you very much, Mary. Thank you so very much. And thank you all for tuning in. I'm Ross Morasso. Until next time. Let's go inside the mind of a 10-year-old.
1: I should have worn those earrings today. I like those earrings. Gabby has those awesome earrings. I need to ask her where she got those. But that's just what she would want me to do. I'll have Michaela ask her for me. Buckle up, Sarah. Yeah, but then Michaela will be like, "Why don't you just ask her yourself?" That's just like Michaela. Sarah, buckle up. Michaela's such a great name. I wish I was called Michaela. There's, like, a dozen Sarahs in my class. Hey, we're not hitting the road until you buckle up, honey. Oh, yeah. Seatbelt. I forget sometimes because my brain is, like, busy, you know?